0: Open and honest, like dating is hard. It's nothing easy about it. We all go through the same things. We all get stood up. We all have dated dogs, you know. Yeah. So um that's that's a really good
1: feeling. Welcome to the Prince George's Daily. In this season, we will take a look back at some of our favorite interviews. We will revisit the in-depth and often surprising stories from some of our outstanding Prince Georgians. We will review concepts from education to business to the Center for Performing Arts, all in Prince George's County. And of course, every episode, we will share the latest local weather and news. Hello, Prince George's County, I'm Del Roge. Today is January 22nd, 2020. In today's episode of the Prince George's Daily, Heavenly Bee interrogates the author of 10 dates later. After you have literally written the book on dating, how does a man step to you the right way? Find out from Heavenly Bee and our Prince Georgian of the day, Lillian Prince. Coming up right after the weather. In today's weather, a high temperature will make it to just about 40 degrees, low dropping down to about the mid-20s overnight with clearing skies. Tomorrow, our high temperature will reach nearly 50 degrees as we break that cold streak that's had the DMV grip for the last few days. The low tonight will be right around freezing, 32 degrees, before rebounding to nearly 50 degrees on Friday. According to the National Weather Service, our sunrise this morning was at 7.20. Our sunset this afternoon will take place at 5.16. For Prince George's County, that's the weather for today, January 22nd, 2020. Stay with us after Heavenly Bee and our Prince of the day, Lillian Prince. We'll bring you the news from the desk of Lillian Torres. In today's news, Lillian investigates the Second Amendment rally in neighboring Virginia. A local basketball star goes viral in the worst way and a local man attempted to help ISIS. Now he's claiming he can't help himself. Hear more after this. Right now though, let's hear from our Prince Georgian of the day, Lillian Prince.
2: Hey everybody, it's your girl, Heavenly Bee, here with the Prince George's Daily. And today I'm honored to be sitting here with none other than Miss Lillian Prince, author of 10 Dates Later. Say hello to my people. Hi everyone. So glad to have you here today um, to talk about your journey to creating the book. I've already read the book and after this, I know my listeners are going to go run and read the book, but uh, we're focusing on entrepreneurship this month and how you took that idea from a concept in your mind all the way to completion is really interesting to me and I think it'll be very encouraging to our listeners. Um, But first, tell me a little bit about yourself. Tell me where you grew up and um, where you went to college.
0: Okay, so I grew up in PG County, right in Temple Hills. Um, I graduated from Morgan State University, home of the Bears. Um, I I was an English major there. Um, Always wanted to write a book. Always knew that's what my passion was. And so I was able to... um, combined my love of making people laugh, my love of love and relationships and created this book that I love so much. And I think it's just a really good and useful tool, not only because it's super funny, but it's also it. But it also has like useful tools and tips for like safe dating and things that women should keep in mind and red flags to be Mm -hmm. aware of. So it it was a lot of fun to write. And it it was just a blessing to see how many people really enjoyed the book.
2: So you say that you've always wanted to write this book. Yeah, always. Like since you were a little kid in your bedroom when yes. you should have been combing the doll baby's head? Yes,
0: yes. When I was a when I was a little girl, I used to write stories. I used mm-hmm. to enter into different like writing um writing comp- competitions um and just growing up, I just always knew like that was always my dream even if you see my high school Yearbook pic- picture. What I said I wanted to be was an author. That's always wow. what I wanted to do. So it was really a dream come true. It was really like a, a bucket list moment.
2: So let's talk about your journey to getting there, Doug, because you didn't start out your career solely wanting to be an author, right? So,
0: I've always stayed in the writing area. Okay. So, I'm, I'm a writer-editor for the federal government. Okay. Um, so, everything that I do is normally centered around writing, editing, but it's not creative writing. So, I had to create my own lane where I was able to um, write about what I wanted to yeah. write about. So, years ago, I started a blog with a good friend of mine. It was He Say, She Say. Mm-hmm. he He said, she said. And so... It was a relationship advice column where people could send in anonymous questions and um, they would get a male and female perspective. Right. So that was fun. I did that for a couple of years. Um, I used to do a lot of freelance writing for like Sister to Sister magazine um, and a couple of other small publications. And then I just decided like I, I knew what I wanted to do. I got really focused. And so I wrote my own book.
2: So tell me about that day where you said okay this is it lillian i'm sitting down and i'm gonna start writing and i'm gonna commit to this process
0: so i had been writing it for years honestly i had been just like every time i would go on a bad date or just like if i ever remembered a bad date i went through old emails and i started compiling all of these stories um i knew it was important to just get all of the content together so i didn't really have um I didn't really have the vision at first for how I was going to distribute everything and like package it. But I knew I wanted to get as much information and content as possible. Um, and I want to say maybe like in 2015, I knew, I I know that I'm a pro- pro- procrastinator. So I purposely wrote on Facebook that the book would be out in December of 2016. At the time, nothing was like, nothing was done <laughs> Um, I didn't have anything together, but I knew that once I put that out there that I would have an audience of people who were one going to hold me accountable. Yeah. And it would keep me focused on like the set date that I wanted the book to come out.
2: Perfect. So, what made you decide First of all, are you self-published? Yes. What made you decide on that route?
0: Because I wanted to do it my way. Yeah. Um, it's I don't think it's an easy task to get into, like, publishing, to get with a publishing company, so it was necessary for me to um, create my own lane, so I saved my money and decided to invest in myself, Um, and that just consisted of, you know, definitely having people who were before me, like Toketha Wilson, who was so gracious enough to kind of share the process with me and explain, like the different tools and materials that I would need and the different resources that that I would need. And so I just um, worked with some of the best of everything, the graphic design, the person who designed my photo cover and um, I'm sorry, my book cover and then editors and things like that to just make the finished product.
2: So tell me about uh, how you even went about that process of finding uh, the best Mm -hmm. to help you with that because i know it can't be cheap and i'm just thinking about the listeners that want to self-publish and they're thinking about their budget did you have to make any type of specific sacrifices that you may be able to tell them about to save the money because i feel like people like when they think they can't don't have the money they don't think about other ways they make and cut back
0: so there are definitely ways and resources that you can do it on your own um and you just have to look into different ways like even as far as the book cover like I decided to do photos and I had someone package it for me but you could definitely just with a nice um, probably Microsoft app Mm. figure out a way to come up with a book cover I do think there are some expenses as far as self-publishing that you shouldn't skimp on as far as like editing yeah. there's nothing more cringeworthy than reading something that has a bunch of errors in it so I think that's something that you need to um, research definitely research and invest in and also just you know I personally think that you should make a list of everything that you need from your book cover your graphics um, promotion and kind of go down the list see what's most important, see what are the non-negotiables. Like, to me, like I just said, having an editor wouldn't be something that I would negotiate on. Yeah. So um, definitely figuring out those things that you want to pay for and those things that you can kind of Google and and figure out how to do on, on your own.
2: Okay. So have you always been entrepreneurial, though? Because um, I know some people entrepreneurship is just what they did. Mm-hmm. They sold candy in the lunchroom. Mm-hmm. They sold pencils for people that didn't have a pencil. Um, but then there's others who say, you know what? I was pushed into entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. What is your story?
0: So I don't think it was always in me. I think, honestly, mine was honestly just wanting to be an author. And so whatever came along with that, I was willing to do. The entrepreneurship part just came with it. I don't think I went into it saying, like, I'm going to start this small business and this is what it is. Um, that's honestly what it grew into. Yeah. But my goal was honestly just to get this book out there. And, and everything that came along with it um, was just an added bonus. Yes. So, um, you know, even when people started saying like you sh- you should write another book and you should do this, it was just like, well, this this was really the only this was the dream that I had to write this book. Like this is what I wanted to do. And you know, again, just everything that came along with it is definitely a blessing. And I've I've been so, um, I've 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 been able to promote in ways that most first-time authors don't get the opportunity to do. Just saying, you know, just meaning going to different news stations yeah. and radio stations and even being here. like This is just a blessing to still be able to promote and push a book that I wrote over two years ago. And that's that's dope. Yeah, yeah.
2: So everybody knows me. Here I go into my dreamland. I know all you wanted was 10 days later.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But everybody has been dropping the seeds, and I'm going <laughs> to throw a little water on there. So... <laughs> Now that those seeds have been planted, are you thinking about what's next? I am.
0: I definitely am. Um, I think I have another book in me. I'm just waiting um, to see what God places on my heart. Okay. I don't want to do like even before when when Ten Days Later first came out and it really just took off. um, And a lot of people would say you you should write another book. I didn't want to write the book just because number one was doing so well. Like, I wanted it to to be something that I was passionate about, again, something that um, just came nat- naturally to me. Yeah. So um, now I'm really focused on doing and promoting safe dating. Mm. So a part of the book, um, for those of you who haven't read the book yet, At the end of each chapter there's a lesson learned and just recently just hearing about all the stories of like young women being kidnapped and meeting people on these dating apps um i just think it's necessary like a lot of things that i thought um i don't want to say were like common sense but just just second nature to me things that I knew like I wouldn't go to his house for a first date or I wouldn't meet him somewhere that I'm not familiar with for a a first date a lot of people a lot of young women don't know that so I'm really really pushing this safe dating platform um still playing off of 10 dates later so it's 10 safe dates later okay and it's just tips and guides for college students to just to maintain a healthy dating lifestyle and make it home at night I know that's right.
2: Yes, absolutely. It's been crazy, all the things we've been seeing in the headlines. Yeah, so sad. Yeah. Okay, so... um, What advice would you give to someone else who wants to write and publish a book that you didn't know? Someone
0: that I don't know. No.
2: A a tip that you wish somebody would have told you. Something that you Mm. didn't know that you wish somebody would have told you.
0: Okay. Definitely when... Promoting, um, cater all of your messages to your particular audience. So I remember, um, oh my God, I remember I did an ad on Baller Alert. Mm-hmm. But I used the same language that I used when I went to like Channel 7. And in my mind, I wanted to keep everything consistent. Yeah. But looking back on it, I should have catered my messaging to my audience ball alert is a different is, is a whole different animal than who's going to be watching channel seven and so um this go around i would know to cater my messaging and know who my intended audience is and definitely target them with my messaging
2: that's a good tip right yeah there. That's definitely good.
0: keep that in mind so what you would say to like what you might send to a school system is not the same thing that you would send to a radio station versus and just even knowing your demographic, you know, knowing and tapping into your demographic, knowing, um, you know, what, what they like and and catering your messages to get to them and
2: really finding a niche. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So what has been the most rewarding parts of your journey and then the most challenging?
0: the most rewarding would have to be any time that i'm out randomly and someone stops me and says are you the girl that wrote that book that's such <laughs> a good feeling or you know when i get online and i check amazon and see that i got another review or anytime a woman or or man will like message me on social media and say that you know they took something away from the book and they were um you know, grateful that I was able to be so open and transparent about things that sometimes women don't like to talk about. A lot of times we focus on the happily ever after and how everything looks good and we want everything to be pretty because we're just posting a highlight reel, but really just being open and honest, like dating is hard. It's nothing easy about it. We all go through the same things. We all get stood up. We all have dated dogs, you know, yeah. so um, that's, that's a really good feeling.
2: And then the most challenging...
0: So the most challenging, honestly, would be that since I wrote the book, so at the end of my book, I was getting married. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I ended the book. So my intention, and I've said this on previous interviews, when I first started writing the book, I wanted the book to end without a happily ever after. Because I truly felt that a lot of women don't always experience that. Mm. And, and not so much don't experience a happily ever after. I just think there's a there's a misconstrued image of like happily ever after looks like this. Yeah. Right. And so I didn't want the book to end with this like fairy tale of like, I got married and everything is perfect and I'm so happy now because you could not be married and just be handling your business and being a boss chick and that's your happily ever after. Or you yeah. could be successfully raising your child as a single parent and that's your happily ever after. But for me, because I, you know, I like to maintain honesty and transparency. I was getting married at the time. So that's the way that my book ended. Yeah. Well, to what I mean, two and a half years, three, three years later, I'm divorced. And so when I see women now, um, it was, it was difficult after being so transparent, having to maybe circle back a bit and say, okay, this, this didn't work out, but also realizing that, the lessons learned and everything that I wrote is still relevant, it's still true, it's still useful. It just didn't work out for me, you know? So, um, yeah, I think that's just a that's just what comes along with being transparent and being honest. Like at that moment, at that time in two thousand sixteen, that's where I was. Yeah. This is where I am going into twenty twenty. It's a totally different Experience, but it's still worth um, talking about, and yeah. it's still worth being very, very honest about.
2: And you know, what's also good about it is that now, listen, you're always going to relate to somebody. Mm-hmm. So now you have a whole new group of people that can relate to that. Aspect. Definitely, definitely. And the way that you're carrying yourself <laughs> is very well. At least from what I see. I don't mm-hmm. know. Your friends probably know the right. <laughs> I hope they don't call them, okay. <laughs> but the way that you're carrying yourself is a, a good example of how to listen. We're going we're gonna to take you gotta, that you gotta, and we're going to keep, keep it moving.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love
2: it. So this is a perfect segue into, into our next question, especially uh, because so many people have this perfect image of what they want life to look like. Okay. How do you define the success? Let me say that again. How do you define success?
0: it's it's peace Mm. it is and and i have said that for years do not compromise your peace yeah and so whatever that looks like you know there is no I, i don't think there's a set anything for anyone what i like and what you like are two totally different things you go to a restaurant you're gonna order your favorite thing i'm gonna order my favorite thing and we're both gonna be happy but it's just a matter of knowing what works for you so whatever fulfills you whatever makes you happy Um no drama, just just peace. Peace. And it's and it's not a lot of money. It's not a lot of people. It's just whatever brings you peace. Yes. Yeah.
2: I love that definition. So I got two more questions for you. And then we're gonna do a fun segment Mm. called Ask Lil, because Lil is now like a relationship expert. She (laughs) took us through ten dates. She has learned a lot. Ten dates a marriage and a divorce. I I should tell you a couple things. Okay, last two questions first, though. Okay. I would like to know um, the story in your book, the date in your book that gets the most people to come up to you and be like, girl, that's crazy. Like, what's the most memorable date in your book? And then lastly, you let everybody know how we can connect with you online.
0: Probably the guy that had um, a million dogs. Do you remember that one? Girl, the the one in
2: my head is the bathroom, but go ahead. You are
0: not. (laughs) Listen, I don't touch that story. (laughs) And if y'all want to know what she's talking about, you got to go buy the book. Yes. I'm going to talk about the one, okay, moving forward. With um, the guy that had a bunch of dogs, and he had this like little small condo, and he was so obnoxious. And I walked in, I'm like, it smelled awful. He acted awful. I mean, just Mm. a night full of mess. He left his wallet at home. Just oh, he left the wallet. Ridiculousness from beginning to end. Yeah, I
2: I, I had that experience before. (laughs) I only want to get on my soapbox. (laughs) All right, how can we connect with you on social media and or your website?
0: So 10DatesLater.com, that's one zero dateslatercom Also on Instagram, 10DatesLater, it's the same. The number 10, DatesLater. Twitter, Facebook, it's all the same handle. Uh, My personal page is just Lil. But 10DatesLater on Instagram has a bunch of fun relationship advice. It's like a fun relationship form where people can come in and leave comments. So definitely check it out and give me a follow.
2: But thank you so much for being a part of our podcast Thank
0: you for having
2: me I'm um really excited about this next You look like it and because... now I'm getting nervous <laughs> Listen Ugh. There's nothing to be nervous about girl You do this, this is what you did <laughs> <laughs> I got three questions From okay. our writers Okay, And uh, we need your advice Okay. First question is Dear Lil, I'm in a crisis I'm almost 30 And I'm literally panicking I'm not married. I'm not even close to it. It's been a tough time dating, and I always thought that I'd be married with children by this age, Mm. 28. Now I'm afraid that it may never happen. What should I do to speed up this process or, at the very least, ease my fear of being old and alone?
0: Mm. Okay, first of all, 28 is not old at all. Okay. And I think that's the problem. We have these expectations that we put on our life um, for things for, for the way that we think it should work out. And sometimes God has a totally different plan. So one thing that I've learned um, is just enjoy your life. And I think when it happens, it'll happen. And that sounds so cliche, but the truth of the matter is whether you get married at 30 or you get married at 35, why would you sit and be miserable until you're 35 waiting for it to happen when you could just enjoy your life? Use this time to take some classes, um, go out and date and, you know, just do some things that you want to do and enjoy yourself versus sitting, waiting on pins and needles for some man to appear to make you happy. Because in all honesty, he shouldn't complete you. He should compliment you. Yes. So, um, just, you know, continue to focus on yourself and to be honest, um, when I was twenty eight, this would have this response would have totally gotten on my last nerve. Like, girl, you got somebody. Don't sit up here tell me to wait. And you, you know. But it's really the truth. Like, it'll happen when it's supposed to happen, and there's honestly nothing you can do to really speed that up. I know one thing that my pastor said yes yesterday about lonely people can sometimes attract dangerous people, mm. and so sometimes when you are so dead set on Meeting this deadline, this this fictitious deadline that you've come up with in your own mind. Nobody said anything is going to happen at thirty. I I even said this in the book. It's almost like women think we're going to explode when we turn thirty <laughs> if we're not married, and it is it's it's really ridiculous because you look back now. I'm thirty five and I'm not married, and it's just like it's okay. And I love
2: my thirties. It's like, okay.
0: Yeah. Yes.
2: Okay. Question two. Okay. Dear Lil. I recently found out that my boyfriend of seven years has been cheating on me. He promised to change and that it was a mistake. And as crazy as it sounds, I believe him. He loves me. I know it. My problem is I just don't trust him anymore. How do I trust him again? Side note, I'm afraid of starting over.
0: Ugh. Ugh. Well, okay. I'm stuck
2: on seven years, but that's just me.
0: Uh okay. So... I don't like to just tell people to leave because somebody cheated because everybody's tolerance level is different and people can deal with, some people can handle che- cheating and other people can't. Um, but I do believe that if she doesn't think she's going to be able to trust him again, then she's wasting both of their time. Yeah. But if she wants to rebuild with him for whatever reason, um, I think she has to, she has to give it time. She has to make sure that they're both in a comfortable space because you don't I personally just wouldn't want to be in a relationship where I'm constantly wondering, what is he doing? Where is he? Do I wanna check his phone? Like nobody wants to live like that. So again, you're compromising your peace, which I spoke about earlier, when when you um I don't wanna say settle because maybe she doesn't feel like she's settling. Like if if she really loves him and she wants to work it out, maybe they should go to counseling mm-hmm. and figure some things out. And then it also, you know, you might wanna I don't know if she wants to know, I personally would wanna know the details other cheating there's a difference between in some people's mind there's a difference between like a one night stand versus a full on relationship two, you know relationship mm-hmm. within your relationship so I don't know I mean girl I can't I mean I, <laughs> me now, this is just me I don't know if I could do it, yeah. but that does not mean that that's not for somebody else. People get th- people have gotten through worse. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if if it's worth it and he's willing to do the work and, and even go with her through her process, then maybe it'll be worth, you know, maybe he'll be better than before.
2: Girl, you're just going to have to figure that out, girl. Because <laughs> I
0: wasn't much help, sorry. <laughs> no, she,
2: she is really, listen, she's not telling you to leave. Now, Heavenly would have been like, girl, put your track shoes on. <laughs> But um, last question. <laughs> last question. Hey, Lil. I need your help, and it's urgent. I met this guy online. Mm. He was everything I could have ever dreamed of. We dated for nine months, established ourselves as a couple, met each other's family, and made plans for the future. Then suddenly, he ghosted me with no explanation. We never even had an argument. My friends tell me that ghosting is normal in the dating world, but I just can't help but wonder if it's me. I just keep replaying the relationship in my mind, trying to find the disconnect. How do I move on,
0: girl? Forget about him. Nine <laughs> months and he ghosted you—that's pretty despicable. So he's—he's <laughs> he's honestly not worth it. And I can't imagine. I mean, have you checked the hospitals? Because something would need to be—he would need to be sick in order to have ghosted me after nine months. <laughs> okay, right. So mm-mm, girl, just don't let worry it go. It. Yeah, let, don't even think about go. what's
2: going on. Mm-mm, Cause he's fine. Wow. Well, there you have it. That was straight and direct. (laughs) Thank you for the Ask Lil session. It's been such a blast. And this has been your girl, Heavenly Bee, with the Prince George's Daily. Until Monday, good day.
3: Hi, Prince George's County. I am Lillian Torres, and here is the latest news for today. Authorities say a hidden camera captured members of a violent white supremacist group expressing hope that violence at a gun rights rally in Virginia this week could start a civil war. A federal prosecutor disclosed the existence of the video in a court filing Tuesday. The prosecutor said former Canadian Armed Forces reservist Patrick Jordan Matthews also videotaped himself advocating for killing people poisoning water supplies, and derailing trains. Assistant U.S. Attorney Thomas Windham is urging a judge in Maryland to keep Matthews and the two other members of the base detained in federal custody. A Maryland police officer has been suspended for shooting a video that shows former NBA player Delonte West as he was being questioned while shirtless and handcuffed. One of the two videos circulating on social media shows a thin, shirtless man with tattoos sitting on a curb with his hands cuffed behind his back. Police say that man is West, and that an officer shot the video. Police say West had been involved in a fight near the MGM National Harbor Casino, which is located just across the border from Washington. And for our last story, a psychologist who examined a man accused of planning an Islamic state group-inspired attack at a shopping and entertainment complex in Maryland has found ample evidence that he is mentally unfit to assist in his defense. That determination was disclosed Saturday in a joint court filing by prosecutors and an attorney for 28-year-old Rondell Henry. The lawyers agree Henry should be hospitalized at a Federal Bureau of Prisons facility for up to four months to determine if his case can proceed. Henry is charged with attempting to provide material support to a foreign terrorist organization. Police arrested him in March. For the Prince George's Daily, I am Lillian Torres.
2: This podcast is brought to you by Prince George's Community News and Prince George's Community College, celebrating over 60 years of offering the highest possible standards in college education for the county and the region. Visit us at pgcc.edu. The opinions expressed on the Prince George's Daily Podcast do not necessarily represent those of Prince George's Community College, its employees, or its affiliates. The producers of the Prince George's Daily Podcast are Heavenly Bee, Mod Say. David Smalls, Joshua Boykin, Brian Green, and Chandra Durham, and is executively produced by Dale Roten. Tune in tomorrow as we continue our discussion on businesses in Prince George's County. This is the Prince George's Daily.